Robins on the Wire, a Bristol Post podcast with Michelle Owen and Bristol City reporter Gregor McGregor. Hello, welcome along to Robins on the Wire. Myself, Michelle Owen and Gregor McGregor. In this week's episode, we'll be discussing the seven-side derby, what happened. It was a pretty dire game. We'll also be talking about this weekend against Sheffield Wednesday. And if the game is on, there has to be some doubt around it, given the beast from the East. But first, we're going to start by talking about... The news of season tickets, the new pricing scheme, and more. So we've had some tweets on this, Gregor. I just want to get straight into it. Lots of tweets, and let's be honest, lots of unhappy people uh, about the rise in certain areas, young fans, the prices going up. I just want to start, I'll just read you know, through a few of them so you can get the general consensus just on Twitter. This is Bob. Uh, my daughter's ticket in the Lower Lansdowne has gone from £97 to £255, as there is now no under-19. A great way to keep the younger fans. She'll be 18 when the season starts. The group we sit with have seen her grow up, and her older brother, not happy. Uh, Another one uh, from Keith, which is something we're going to come on to, is they've ditched the PLUS scheme, which gave discount on food and drinks. The new loyalty scheme, uh, haven't said what the benefits of that are. We're going to come on to that. Uh, Rebellious Jukebox on Twitter says, My dad... Aged 81, a lifelong City fan has told me this morning that the proposed increase in his season ticket price in the lower Lansdowne is too much. He won't be renewing. This is probably the end of his 70 years of support for the club. A sad day for him and me. I mean, that is just cherry-picking a few out. Um, There has been a pretty angry reaction to to what's happened. Gregor, can you sum up, really, what we know so far? And we'll come on to what we found out as well. Yeah, it's uh, obviously a bit of a thorny issue, and um, I, I think you maybe we maybe need to take in some of the context here as well. Um, it's not price rises, obviously across the board, and as I understand it, I think um, it's it's a case of bringing the club into line with um, other Championship ticket prices. Um, in which case, um, Bristol City is is pretty competitive still, and. Um, yeah, they've still got the um, offer for the shirt, the £50 offer. I think you're going to come on to that in a second. Um, and, yeah, there is um, obviously um, some unhappiness regarding um, ticket price rises in general, but obviously, but also that if you want to keep um, your... Uh, the, the, the cheaper prices, then you might have to move, such as um, to the the Lansdowne stand to take advantage of the um, the kids scheme there and the family area. I think yeah. basically, if you look at it, what Bristol City are trying to do is fill the top of the Lansdowne Lansdowne stand, and then let's be honest, the more prime seats they want them full as well. So it's a way of filling the stadium more. But it does mean people have to move, and if they don't, they have to pay extra money. And if you, if you have to pay extra money for something, you're never going to be happy, are you? Yeah. Which I think is completely valid. It's difficult, isn't it? Because, obviously, you've had a, um, the £45 million investment um, in, in the ground, and let's be honest, the facilities are top class. Uh, the team's doing pretty well. Sixth, seventh in the seventh in the championship as we as we sit here now discussing it. Obviously, the Carabao Cup run and some some great football played this season. Um, at the same time, though, you've got to balance it up against yeah what what people are paying for the tickets and um, uh, and and um, what they'll be paying next season. I know, obviously, they've they've announced uh, the the season card prices now and we don't know just yet obviously what division they're going to be in and they could be in the Premier League next season is that a clever marketing well yeah I mean the ex-side Robin who's very active on Twitter said um, you know these price renewals renewals are causing uh, a real stir 
he said, some very unhappy regulars. These aren't the usual moaners, but lifelong hardcore fans. The basic view seems to be people think the kids, the future fans, are being booted out of the prime seats. Well, that's that's quite a hard line to take on it. So let's just go through this. Uh, the club, we have spoken to the club, and they are stressing that the £50 offer where you get a shirt with your season ticket for your youngster is still available. Uh, it's just that it's in the Lansdowne area and the South Stand. These are the family areas. They're being expanded. Now, 50 quid for a season ticket and a shirt, or the shirt's worth like 30 quid, I think that's a very good deal. I've done some research. I've looked around. Uh, Aston Villa, for example, um, a season ticket for a youngster there is 69. There is a scheme at Cardiff where you can get a season ticket for a youngster uh, for 49 pounds, but uh, there's there's some ways that works, which is quite complicated. But you know, 50 quid that is good. But people are unhappy they're being moved seats, which which you can see. But as we said, I guess you just you know why the club's doing it. You can see where they're coming from. They want to fill the stadium. Those prime seats are always going to be exactly what it says on the tin. Prime seats. People will pay more money for them. So they're just moving people around, aren't they? And it's upset a few people. Yeah, and I think to give some balance, not everybody um, on Twitter is complaining about yeah, it. Um, I've, had, I've, I've read a couple of people tweeting in saying, and this one is from... Uh, Andrew Simpson Linus, who has said, um, uh, Bristolians like to moan. Um, <laughs> and yeah, next season's season tickets prices is generally a price freeze. Okay, some concessions, um, i.e., reduced tickets, have to move seats to keep the same price, but that apparently isn't acceptable. So a club hitting capacity and not allowed to sell their prime seats at the best price? Question mark. And people buying concession tickets think seats in the upper tier of the newest best stand at the stadium are unacceptable. Get a grip on reality. You're offered a good deal. Take it. BCFC don't owe you anything. Wow. Um, that's, yeah, that's obviously the other, the other side uh, yeah, of it. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, there's definitely two sides to it. I can see where the club are coming from. Because let's say they do get into the Premier League. Ashton Gate is going to be almost full every week. The season ticket... 50 quid for a kid in the Premier League, which is what it could potentially be, with a free shirt, I think is a very good deal. Uh, but I do understand why some fans are upset, because when they're sat with their friends and things and they've got a young lad or a young girl with them, it does upset that balance, because their friends might stay in that area and they'll be in a different area. And, you know, this is this is people's passion. This is what they really care about and they want to experience it with their friends, so it is going to cause a bit of upset. I think we should move on to the plus scheme which is being scrapped. Uh, so basically, from what I understand, uh, following a conversation with fans, uh, the loyalty scheme is going to be different next season. So this season, there were 16,000 season card holders, which is a record. Now, the majority, around 14,000, hold um, plus membership. So that means, right, uh, for Manchester City, for example, you've got 14,000 season card holders going for 7,000 tickets. So I guess it sort of loses its, its value in a, a way, doesn't it? Um, from what we understand, a new loyalty scheme is coming in where you accrue loyalty. This is what I understand is, is happening. This is based on feedback from the fans. Now, we're awaiting the full details. They're going to come out in due course. But actually, that, that does sort of make sense, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Um, uh, ultimately, I look at things in with a wider perspective and uh, supply and demand, really. And, yeah, the, the, the club is a business, ultimately, and it, it can only... Well, it's, it's driving to sustainability. They want to only spend what they bring in. So, um, yeah, they have got to be cost-effective in everything they do. They, they can't just basically just give away the seats for nothing, obviously, and they, they've got to be shrewd about it. So um, that's another 
another point to consider when when basically well, they when they re um, align their ticket prices and if, I, you, if it's, it's exactly what you say, Gregor. If you want Aidan Flint to stay, and if you want Joe Bryan and Bobby Reid to be there, and if you want to buy someone like Fumara Jiju, you know it's it swings and roundabouts, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I've got another tweet here, and this is from Henry BCFC, and he said, "I can." I can uh, he said, "We are one point outside of the playoffs." Um, that was um, written yesterday. Um, uh, nothing saying we won't get into the playoffs and get promoted. Stop speculating to fit, fit your agenda. Game by game, tickets are still cheap and one of the cheapest in the championship. Um, I think so, it's worth saying as well. Like we well, coming into this, I'm not a Bristol City fan, so there's no agenda from me. Of course, you develop an affinity with a club when you cover them. I mean, Greg, you cover them week in week out. You go to every single game. You go to the pre-season friendlies. You go to the under 23s. You know the club, you know inside out. Even though you've only sort of been covering them for a year, you've got to know the club and, and how it's working. So, looking at it purely from a business model, this is sort of inevitable, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, from an impartial point of view, I. I I don't think that the club is is doing a, a huge amount wrong here. Um, my general take on it is, yeah, it's unfortunate for the fans that are affected, um, and maybe the club could do more to appease them, and and maybe they'll. What would you suggest they do? I don't know. Maybe maybe a, a one-off sort of movement kind of um, bonus. Um, if they do re- relocate, then is there anything else they can throw in to sweeten the deal for the for the dads and that? And it's all good having a shirt, but maybe that's <laughs> that's maybe not what everybody wants. Um, maybe a bit of flexibility there. Um, yeah, um, anyone relocating, but I can understand why they want to um, basically, um, yeah, realign the ticket prices to to match um, uh, the priority system and yeah. And they want to fill the ground at the end yeah. of the day, don't they? And if they're, if they're in the Premier League, that that would be the ambition. So. If we hear any more, we'll come back to it next week. And I know there's a lot more on the Bristol Post website and you were writing about it in length yesterday, Gregor. But just before we move on completely, you have seen a scheme at another championship club which seems to be taken quite well and is a positive thing at Nottingham Forest. Yeah, I mean, Forest are maybe um, blazing a trail here because they've announced a new pricing structure um, where under-11s pay just 10 pounds accompanied by an adult while season tickets are available at 50 quid for those aged between 12 and 17 and 100 pounds for 18 for the 18 to 23 bracket which is quite superb isn't it yeah i think you know between 18 and 23 that's an age where a lot of people are either students or their income perhaps is not as you know someone someone slightly older yeah um uh, there's a brilliant article on Football 365 which is worth checking out on it and they say that basically um, a child watching could watch 20 years of football for 980 quid which is fantastic at a time when basically um, the average age of um, match watching um, spectators is going up so um, it's great to um, basically try and get more kids and younger people um, watching live games rather than, than, than in their armchairs. And absolutely. I mean, where I sit on the gantry at the top of the Lansdowne, uh, the family area is underneath me there, and there's a lot of enthusiastic youngsters in that part. Uh, if we hear any more on this, we'll come back to it next week. So uh, let's reflect then on the seven-side derby. Gregor, I was working in London presenting, so I was frantically trying to listen to it as I got in my car at midday. Uh, let's be honest... Maybe didn't need to rush. It wasn't the best game, was it? Dreadful. Absolutely dreadful. Yeah, some 40 fouls. Ball in the air a lot. Um, 40 fouls? Yeah, just just shy, I think. Um, and, yeah, ball in the air a lot. Uh, 
neither side able to play anything particularly good or impressive on the day. Um, it was a really scrappy affair, a stinker, I think Lee Johnson called it after the match. Here's the thing with Lee Johnson and the way he coaches. Uh, we're both in agreement, as we've said throughout the season, one of the best young coaches coming through uh, in Britain right now for sure. But when he goes into a game like this against Neil Warnock, he'd already labelled it as a dogfight. Even before the game, it seemed that his tactics were going to change to match Cardiff City. Why do that? Why not play your own game? Bristol City play a passing game, they play a fluid game, but instead he puts Jiju and Lewis Johnny up front. Now, Lewis Johnny hasn't been playing well anyway, let's be honest. For Mara Jiju, yeah, he's probably in the team, but to put Bobby Reid in midfield for a derby when he is someone that can hassle and harry and unsettle the Cardiff City defence, did he get his tactics wrong this time? Um, I'm not too sure there's a whole lot more he could have done because of the injuries and pack being suspended. However, what I would say is that, um, and he was questioned straight afterwards after the game by um, Ralph Ellis of the Daily Mail, said basically if you if you play a fit more physical lineup, then aren't, then aren't you trying to take Cardiff on at their own game? Yeah, um, and he was quite defensive about that. Um, said no, that wasn't the case. We're trying to play our system. We just picked players who relish physical duels more to play that system. Um, and But the way I look at it is you look at that back four and essentially you've got a, what I would call a Tony Pulis defence there in in terms of four centre-backs playing across there, mm-hmm. really. Um, and that means you're just not going to be able to bring the, the ball out of defence um, as well as if you've got, like, say, um, Joe Bryan on the left there or, or even Brownie on the right. Um, so, yeah, that always meant it was going to be tough. And I... And I yeah, I do think Lee, in hindsight, and it obviously everybody's an expert then, um, it, I think Lee, if he played the game again, he would have played a more naturally Lee Johnson side in terms of he would have got more ball-playing players in there. I was surprised he didn't give maybe Liam Walsh a, um, a run-out. And people will say, OK, well, Liam might not have been able to deal with the physical side of the game. But yeah, he could have maybe put him in at sort of the number 10 position um, and dropped Bobby Reed back or, or vice versa. Um, and yeah, basically tried to play football around the Cardiff midfield because then at least if you if you lose that way, you, you can say, well, we tried to play it our way, and we've not done it today, but we'll, we'll learn, we'll get better. But this way, yeah, it, it didn't work out at all, did it? Um, and I think I think in terms of the Dione, I think Lee Johnson maybe had a, a bit of a gamble there, um, which which I do think he needs to do because Dione needs some time on the pitch. We need to see if what this guy can offer, and he could turn out to be a, a great bargain. Um, it, it might not work out and we might have to send him back but we do need to have a look at him Another defensive not error but maybe the defence was found wanting for the goal it seemed that Flint and Baker went for the same ball didn't they and another goal conceded late on Yeah um, I it is another late goal and yeah, there's always somebody at fault for every goal, isn't there? But the way I see it was, watching that game, I honestly thought it was going to be a 1-0 and it could have gone either way. And just before then, City did have a couple of half chances and as is often the case, they were coming back into the game a little bit at that point. Um, yeah, scrappy affair though. Um, there's no shame in losing 1-0 to Cardiff this season the way, um, the way Cardiff are playing at the moment. They, they, they look... A, so solid, best defence in the championship. I can really see them going up this season. I've said all along that they, them and Wolves have been the two most impressive sides for me. Um, so, yeah, listen, Bristol City just needs to learn from this. Lee Johnson, I think, will needs to learn from this. And he will, don't get me wrong. Um, and, yeah, I, I, I still think there's more to come from the Robins. Out of the playoffs 
spaces, slots, since the first time since September the 29th. So in seventh now, Sheffield United leapfrogged them last night, went into sixth. Psychologically, what does this mean for them at the moment? Uh, I actually think it's a good thing. I think because they're on this bad run at the moment, something needs to change. One win in 13 games in all competitions. Yeah, it's, it's, I, something needs to change, obviously. I, I think maybe the players seeing themselves drop out of the, the top six might be that sort of little you know, um, stab at, uh, for them that, that just makes them, I don't know, redouble their efforts, really concentrate, really focus. And if they can turn the corner against Sheffield Wednesday, who are in equally bad form, it must be oh, put yeah. out, um, then, then, yeah, maybe they can get on this run that's going to see them reclaim a, a top six place. It's going to have to be a good run now. You know, are we getting to the stage where this could just turn into a mid-table season? For Bristol City? Yeah, we are, yeah. Um, basically, I, I think if they don't win this weekend, then, yeah, I would say they're not going to make top six. Um, I really do think they've got to win this weekend and take it from there. Because it's actually sort of now out of their hands because they have to rely on other teams slipping up. And it's the first time it's been like that in so long. Yeah, although another way of seeing it is if they were to win most of their games, um, I'm pretty sure Sheffield United must play some of the other teams around them. Um, um, So, yeah, I guess they need to drop points, don't they? But, um, yeah, there's still 12 games to go. That's not far off. We're not far off a third of the season still left, so... We'll see, we'll see. But there is some doubt about the game this weekend as we deal with the beast from the East because, uh, you know, recording uh, on Wednesday afternoon, it's beautiful sunshine at the moment and a belly of cloud in sight, but it is bitterly cold. We had some snow uh, last night. I was meant to be, dare I say it, the Bristol Rovers game covering it for Sky Sports News, but that was cooled off now obviously they don't have under soil heating I don't think there's any doubt about the pitch condition at Ashton Gate I think that's all fine they've got the lighting rigs as I said and the under soil heating it's more the area around Ashton Gate that could be a problem if you check the forecast for Bristol at the moment uh, for tomorrow Thursday snow pretty much on an awful day uh, Friday lots of snow and then it sort of stops Saturday morning so they're going to have their work cut out to sort of make the area around the ground safe aren't they yeah, but will it pitch? Will it settle? What, um, I think it will. There's going to be lots of it. We'll, we'll see, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know what to say on that. Well, it's, it's, just, it's just one of those, isn't it? It's, it's out of the hands of everyone, really, because we know we're 99% sure the pitch is going to be playable. Yeah. And that's not the issue. It's just the safety of the fans and, and those going to the game. Have you ever been to a game that's been called off because not of the pitch, but because of the air? No, I haven't. Um, I'm waiting to see if the uh, under-23s game is going to go ahead on Friday night as well. Is that due to be played at Ashton Gate? It's uh, SDS. Ah, right, Okay. Yeah, the last two have been... um, Postponed. Postponed, but they weren't uh, in Bristol. They were further away. Yeah, AFC Wimbledon and um, Charlton. Yeah, we'll have have to wait and see. And then after Sheffield Wednesday, it's Preston away. Not an easy place to go. And a massive game, given where they both are in the table, vying for that sixth place at the moment. I mean, Preston, before the weekend's games, on 51 points. Bristol City on 54. So this is going to be a huge game, isn't it? Yeah, it's crunch time now. And, um, yeah, there's an interesting juxtaposition between this game this year and obviously the darkest hour of last year when they were when the Robins were smashed 5-0 up at Deepdale. And... Um, yeah, that, that was probably the lowest point for Lee Johnson. Um, 
and yeah things are a lot different now but in a in a way um they're similar in terms of they need to get a result up there and um Preston if they win I think that really would be sort of a, a nail in the coffin of Bristol City's promotion hopes yeah it's 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 got to be next two games then games they need to win really to stay in touch now this is the sort of times we're getting down to in the championship season because after that they go to Burton which isn't an easy place to go uh, I know Burton are fighting for their lives at the bottom of the championship but yeah, they've got everything to play for, haven't they? Yeah, Burton, though, have got this um, strange thing where they've been a lot better away from home than home. Yeah, they've um, got the worst home yeah. uh, record in the Championship. So, yeah, I'm, I'm hopeful they can that the Robins can go there, get points. I think it's a case of they've got to win against Chef Wednesday. They've got a good chance because Chef Wednesday have only won one game in the last 10 league matches themselves. And it's 17th. You know, they're looking over their shoulders. Exactly. Which is, um, I, I can't understand that with the players they've got, but it's just not worked for them this season. Um, but the Robins need to need to get the three points on Saturday and then build from there. I think they can go to Preston and get something, maybe, maybe even win. Um, and if they did, I think that would honestly turn their... Turn, yeah, turn things around beautifully. Just coming back to Shepherd Wednesday, and you know, they played Tuesday night against Swansea City as well, so that'll play into Lee Johnson's hands, won't it? Yep, and uh, the game up at Hillsborough, nil-nil, another dour affair. Um, I thought Bristol City maybe had the best of that game and had a chance of coming away from um, with a victory from there, so that'll give them confidence. And um, yeah, we, we just need to see some a few more of the players get into form, and uh, I think. For City to tighten up at the back, that's that's a big problem at the moment. Do you think Bristol City are ready to go into the Premier League? Because I've spoken to a few fans and they've said, you know, if they were to finish mid-table this season, it's not, not the end of the world. But I think, given the fact they've been sitting in the playoff places for five months, not even make the playoffs, I think would be a disappointment now. Surely. It would be. It's always going to be, isn't it, when, you've, yeah, when you're in that position for so long and you drop out. Um, are they ready... No, no, they're not ready. But, but yeah, this is football, isn't but it? When you, will you be ready? Yeah, 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 you have to, you have to. What's the word? Um, what's the phrase? You have to cut your cloth accordingly. And um, yeah, if they go up, Mark Ashton's already said, hasn't he, that they've got a plan in place for making signings that would help them compete at that level. I think a lot of the squad are ready to play at that level. Um, so yeah, but the facilities are there. I mean, the training ground isn't. Yeah, but um, the ground is. Premier League club in training, isn't it? They're That's what the they say. They, they, they used, but so do you think that it would be better put you on the spot if Bristol City did not go up this year and went up next year? No, I don't subscribe to that. I think it'd be better if they went up this year, um, <clears throat> even if they came straight back down. And parachute payments are just so huge, aren't they? That um, it would put them on a, a more equal standing with the likes of Norwich and teams that Sunderland, um, Middlesbrough have come down recently. Mm-hmm. Um, so the finances are a huge thing. Also, satisfying the ambition of players like Flinty and, and Bobby Reed, etc. I think it would be good for them and Joe Bryan as well. And it also Lee Johnson. Um, I think he'd learn so much from it and improve as a coach too. Um, so yeah, I think it would be better if they could go up now, and you know, obviously that's looking less likely at the moment. But who knows? There's two ways it could go as well. If they got onto a really good run, which they're going to need to make the playoffs now, they'd be full of momentum going into the playoffs. If they were to scrape in and sort of lose in the playoffs, it has a knock-on effect for the next season. But I guess that's a bridge we're going to have to cross if and when we get to it. Yeah, I'm just trying to think who lost in the playoffs last season. Chef Wednesday have had a dreadful Chef time. Reading. Yes, Red- yes, true. Um, and who would have been the fourth team? Fulham, but they're the exception to the rule. They've done very well this season, haven't they? So 
I mean, but you look at Reading and, and, and you look how, how badly they fared and, and Sheffield Wednesday. It's, it's just, it's a weird thing to contemplate, isn't it, at the moment, what could happen? Because there are so many possibilities for about eight, nine, maybe even ten teams that can make the playoffs right now. And I'm talking about the ones sort of in and around that area. Yeah, but um, I read somebody made a really interesting point about Bristol City the other day in that this could be the fourth year in a row where the club... Um, progresses on the year before in terms of league position. Obviously, two years in um, League League One, going up uh, and as champions, and then um, steadily building in the Championship, um, finishing what eighteenth, then seventeenth, and this this year they're almost certainly going to build on seventeenth. So. Yeah, that, that's not a bad record, is it? Four years of progression. Yeah, no, it's not a bad record. I just, I just think, from a neutral point of view, watching the club this season, if they weren't to make the playoffs now, it'd just be gutting. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I, I think you've got to look long term. Are things going the right way? Yes. If the worst happened, they didn't go up, and they had to maybe even sell a couple of players. Would that hold them back a little bit? Yes, but is yeah, it that's ultimately? Aidan Flint's going to go, isn't he? If if they don't go up. Well, we're, we're going to come on to this, I'm sure, but um, I actually think it wouldn't be the worst thing if, if that happened, you know. Um, they've got some great young guys coming through. Um, Zach Viner, for He's one. doing brilliantly at Plymouth, Argyle. You know? And I've, I've been speaking to um, uh, Chris Errington of yep. the Plymouth Herald about yeah. him, um, and this is what he had to say. Yeah, you know, I think he's impressed everyone with his uh, maturity, reading the game. Uh, and I think I read some quotes from from Lee Johnson about having to just to learn some of the sort of um, the dark arts of lower league football and um, you know he'll certainly get that uh, in League One uh, <laughs> him and uh, Bradley we say for example were up against Charlie up, Charlie White uh, on Saturday for Bradford and you know there's some good some decent strikers in League One so he's he, he, he'll be learning all the time and yeah, yeah. Uh, I remember seeing uh, Joe Bryan and Bobby Reid on loan for Argyle a few years ago, and you could tell then that they uh, were going to go on and do good things. So I don't think any Argyle fans are surprised they've gone on and done as well as they have done. And early days, uh, don't want to put my neck on the block too much, but I, I don't see any reason why he's not going to be a Zach Vine is not going to be a good championship defender. Sonny Bradley is is your your more um, typical six foot two, six foot three, headed mm-hmm. centre back. Uh, so Vine doesn't have to go and win all the headers. Um, mm-hmm. Got good pace for a centre back. Reads the game well. Um, and yeah, just mature. You know, not mm-hmm. easy to come into a club in difficult circumstances. Um, they were on a good run, so you know, if it had gone. If the, if, if the results had sort of uh, petered out a bit, you know, people would have said, well, it's because we haven't got Ryan Edwards and this lad from Bristol City's come in. Um, but no, I mean, they've won six in a row, so um, he he's fitted in perfectly. Yeah, I, mean, I, don't, I don't think he could have done... I don't think he could have done a lot better, to be honest. Yeah, he's um, he got on the score sheet as well, didn't he, recently, did he? Yeah, he did at, um, at Shrewsbury. Uh, they won at Shrewsbury, um... Uh, 2-1, February the 10th. It was a very rare home defeat for Shrewsbury anyway. Um, uh, And uh, they were 1-0 down and uh, came back to win 2-1. He scored a scrappy goal from a corner, but, you know, he was up for corner and it bobbled around in the box and he he stuck it in the back of the net. So, um, so yes, he's got a goal. He's had six starts, so he started every game. So Zach Vine is flourishing uh, down at Plymouth Argyle, which is a great club as well. 
So what we're, we're saying is we are, you know, purely just speculating about what could happen here and it's something towards the end of the season we'll talk about in greater detail. But if City don't go up and they do lose uh, a few players, these youngsters are ready. Yeah, I think that that is the way the club wants to go, isn't it? They want to develop young players and um, from what I've heard and spoken to with people in the game, I think um, Bristol City do have some real talent in there in the ranks there and they do need that chance so uh, at some point yeah they're going to have to play and we're going to have to find out if they're ready and and they can make the step up and I I think they will and um, yeah that's that's one one positive I think that we have to look at and and hopefully the club can keep moving in the in the right direction off the back of that well in summary it does seem from from today's podcast you know that there could have been some negative things today like the season ticket prices I think we've discussed that and if there's any more on it we'll come back to it Uh, looking back at the seven side derby not pretty but it's done and dusted now looking ahead you know it could be a win-win situation if City go up happy days fantastic brilliant if they make the playoffs fantastic and if they don't go up, there's still so many positives to come from this season so far. But what Gregor was saying is win at the weekend and the playoff hopes are still alive. But you think if they don't win at the weekend, we could be saying goodbye to the playoffs? I think so, with the um, form that the club are in at the moment. And um, yeah, I'm sure that those clubs aren't going to keep messing up behind them. The likes of Middlesbrough and Preston, that was a crazy weekend, wasn't it? We it, never was, it was unbelievable, <laughs> but you just felt it was inevitable at some point that Bristol City, for now, would drop out of those playoff places. Well, Gregor, thank you so much for your time. Uh, I will see you at Ashton Gate on Saturday as we go and cover uh, the Sheffield Wednesday game. And then, of course, there's Preston on the Tuesday night. So we'll be back after that game to reflect on those two fixtures. Thanks for listening. And if you're listening on iTunes, please rate and review us. Robins on the Wire.